Welcome to Anything Goes, the best geek and pop culture podcast broadcasting from Long Island, New York. I'm your host, Timothy Rooney, and welcome to Halloween or Horror Season 2016. I haven't decided on a title yet. Hopefully, I will eventually. And I'm kicking off this podcast season with... Season? Season. <laughs> yeah. I'm just kicking off this podcast seizure. I'm going to be vibrating <laughs> on the floor. Could be worse. I'll just drag your ass outside. Yeah, it's a, well, yeah, you'll drag my ass outside, then you'll just start playing Batman on the Telltale games, for you, sure. You're damn right I will. <laughs> At least I'll have, like, bucky teeth that are just chattering away here. I'll, keep, like, I'll poke you with this stick a couple times just to make sure you're still alive. <laughs> I appreciate the enthusiasm. As you can read from the title, that we are starting off with a commentary track to the Scream from 1996. And if you haven't heard that I have a guest with me, who is with me today? Uh, your good old buddy, Mike Wilson, who hasn't been on one of these in forever. <laughs> Was Batman Forever the last one we did? No, Star Wars, no. Star Wars Video Games. Really? Was that one back in December? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, time flies. Yeah. All right, so as this is a commentary track, you can sync up this track with your copy of Scream that we're watching on Blu-ray. You can put it on digital or DVD, whichever version you want to. Just pause it at time code zero. Yep, and then get ready to press play when we're, uh, when we're ready to go. Now, Mike, are you ready? I am ready. All right, let's play now. And one, two, three, Dimension Logos coming up. And we are into the movie. Alright. Now, Mike. Um, when did you first hear about Scream uh, coming into existence? Well, the year was 1996. You know, we had an election that year. Bob Dole, he was... He was <laughs> Bob Dole was doing Bob Dole things. Yes. Yeah, like so, Bob Dole does. Uh, as Bob Dole, Bob Dole does. But, uh, I... I, I I saw the commercials and everything, you know. I was twelve years old at the time. I was not I was not a horror fan at all just yet. It wasn't until the following year when I saw Halloween for the first time, and Halloween scared the ever living shit out of me. Um, listen to our Halloween commentary track from last year. Yes, the, the wonderful John Carpenter one. If you yeah. haven't, yes. And don't worry, we'll be co- we'll be covering the Rob Zombie Halloween. Oh boy, will we be we'll be covering that one with a bottle of Jose Cuervo. <laughs> Literally, we're gonna cover the fucking disc in alcohol and burn it. We'll we'll definitely do that and post that as soon as the, the track goes up. Anywho, yes. the year was 1997. I'd just seen Halloween. I was scared out of my mind from horror movies. Right. And it was having its, uh, I guess, I don't want to say cable premiere or, or I think it was on Stars. Stars premiere. Okay. Because we didn't have like HBO or anything like that. Right. Uh, my step-siblings absolutely loved it. Now, and did they, you still have, like, a regular cable box? Not like We did a, not have a cable box. This is when you could just plug a cable wire into the TV. Oh, okay. Pay your, pay your basic subscription and mm-hmm. then just live life simple. This is when analog video was still kicking, when, you know, your TV couldn't watch you because of an HDMI cable plugged into it. All right, yeah, moving yeah. on. <laughs> this is before the NSA and their spying. But anywho. <laughs> I, they're probably listening to I us was, now. Yeah, they're probably Up yours. Up yours. <laughs> Go on. Um... Where was I? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 1997. Steps, I was scared shitless of horror movies. My step-siblings wanted to watch it, so I, so I agreed to sit down with them and watch it and, you know, just be scared out of my wits. We had to watch it with the lights off. My mother was walking around saying, if you can't sleep, if you have any trouble, I don't want to hear about it. If you don't want to get up for school the next morning. So I watched it with them. Loved the hell out of it. And oddly enough, that was probably the single greatest night's sleep I ever got. I still remember it. I still remember waking up the next morning fully refreshed. And, like, ready to go to school, which never happens. It, 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 that still doesn't happen when you, like, go to work at the school. That doesn't happen now. <laughs> that doesn't happen now as an adult. All right, as, as a kid, that happened even less. 
as as Drew Barrymore just realizes that the guy who's calling her said, like, I want to know who I'm looking at. And she starts to realize, um, am I being watched? And she realizes she's in a house covered in giant windows where anybody could be spying on you. Especially the NSA. Especially the NSA. They want they want to make sure Drew Barrymore's career doesn't nosedive again. <laughs> Not like Rose McGowan's, and I'll get into her later into the movie. Don't wor- don't you worry. The only thing that nosedive more than that her career is her plastic surgery. <laughs> Anywho, oh, like it's it's true. Like watching the behind the scenes of this movie, like her face was like very stuck together while she's giving her answers about and telling stories about this movie. I'm sorry, Rose. You're still beautiful to me. However, botch job. Well, anyway, Drew Barrymore was one of the big names that they hired. Her career was just coming back. And the fact that they kill her off so quickly, spoilers, <laughs> spoiler alert. It's a spoiler alert for uh, a movie that's nearly 20 years old. It'll be 20 years old this Christmas. Yeah. The fact that they kill her off so quickly was a huge shock. And, um, yeah, and especially since it was so heavily marketed with her as the star of the movie, not Nev Campbell. On, what, on, what? The, on the poster, she's the one all the way to the left, but the closest. Yes. And so, and something like that, you probably, in now the internet age, especially also with Scream 2, you could not get away with that these days. Unless you had like a J.J. Abrams level of security when it comes to the movie Secrets. Now, I, now, the first time I saw this, it was actually my parents went out um, to dinner or something like that, and my sisters uh, watched me, and I don't know who rented it, if they, like, borrowed it from somebody, but, like, they they wanted to watch it, and, like, and, of course, me being the annoying little brother that I am, is like, oh, I want to do something my big, my big sister's doing, and something they're not supposed to be doing. Of course, I wanted to be involved, and, like... You were doing you sh- lines of cocaine? No, I was not doing lines <laughs> of cocaine. Uh, um, but they wanted to watch this, and they're like, I don't know if you want to watch it, just, like... Like, you're going to be scared out of your wits or something like that. I'm like, no, 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 I'll be fine. And I remember watching this, like, with the my uh, couch pillow, like, up to my uh, eyes, just, like, during this entire scene, like, oh, God, this is a really bad idea. And I didn't get any nightmares from this movie, but, like, I was so exhilarated by this movie that, like, I think it was what kickstarted my horror fandom. But were you one that had to watch it at the end to see the killers get defeated just so you could sleep right? No. Like, oh, like, these guys are dead. Okay, they come, they won't come and get me because I'm that, a stupid mm, kid. That may have played into my mind, but I do not remember that being a specific like. Oh, okay, they can't get me because, like, I still had nightmares for a long time of Michael Myers. But like, then again, like he always keeps coming back it was to life. Like, it was like the episode of Doug when he went to go see the horror movie and he covered his eyes and then he couldn't sleep for days on end. And then the last day that the movie was open, he finally had to he, pork chop tied his hands to the chair. <laughs> And then held his eyes open, and then he saw how cheap, cheap-looking the monster's costume was. <laughs> and then he could sleep ever, forever again and not be a complete fucking neurotic, but ang- he, anxiety-ridden lunatic like Doug was. Yeah, I was saying, like, wasn't he always like that regardless? Oh, yes, Doug, like anything. Like, 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 oh my god, there's a sock in front of me. He'd have a nervous breakdown. That's true. And I was almost named Doug. <laughs> yeah, thank god. Uh, like, that's a little useless trivia for you. And as Drew Barrymore realizes that her boyfriend is outside, tied up, going to be used as a sacrifice soon enough. Well, his it, his scenes was one of the many that had to be trimmed for to avoid the NC-17 rating that it originally got. Yeah, well, it was, it was, what, nine times it had to go back? I think so. Nine times, Ferris Bueller style. But I remember days of just having the blue screen on with your, waiting for your VHS to play and everything like that. 
And obviously, like we said, simpler time having VHSs and going to Blockbuster or Hollywood Video or your or your mom and pop rental shop. Not having to worry about do I want 1080p or 4K? What's yes. the difference? The only time I see 4K is when I step on the scale. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> now. Did you ever like do kind of horror trivia after this because of this movie? Like, had, like quiz yourself or your friends late, oh. like years later about like horror movies stuff like that. I wouldn't say quiz, but I mean it always came up. I, I'm just one that like soaks up minute details and stuff. It's true about movies, little trivia. I like if I like something, I want to just get into it and learn. Right, learn as much as I can about it. Like, like I, I remember in uh, high school when I first got into Cannibal Corpse and Death Metal. I first got into Cannibal Corpse after watching, you know, Ace Ventura for like the 90th time and thinking, you know what, let me look up this band. I have the internet now. Mm-hmm. And a buddy of mine that I had met that same year, he was a huge fan, and I started learning trivia only knowing the band for like six weeks. Nice. That he, even he didn't know. Wow. Just because I just like learning about this shit. Mm-hmm. Slice. And poor Steve. Knife goes in, the guts come out. out. Yeah, his guts spilling out was one of the things that had to be trimmed. No, like, all right, there was, like, maybe one or two slices. Like, you feel like he would need to have been hacked up for, like, that much entrails to come out of him. But again, I do not know. I do not know human anatomy, so. Maybe he did have some kind of other weapon. That's true. Okay. Now, as the movie progresses, we find out there is two killers going on right here. Do you think both of them are here tonight? Um, One on the phone and one who just killed Steve. I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say they may even both be in costume yeah. doing stuff, you know, just so they could keep the presence going. Because Billy visit, visits Nev Campbell. Yeah. Um, all right, spoilers. The killers are billions, too. I'm just saying that now. Sorry, folks. Spoiler alert. Yeah, for a 20-year-old movie. Now, who do you think's on the phone? Um... Probably Billy, because he had the cell phone. It's true. And you think Stu killed... Uh, still... I'm sure Stu did it, because, like... Because he's a, he's, he's, he's a follower through and through. Like, he's totally... Like, Billy's the ringleader of the two of those two. Well, two they of said that, that much, st- they say, in the, like, the next... In the one of the scenes later, in the school, that Stu dated her for a little while. Dated Drew Barrymore's character. Right, so he probably had a slight grudge against Steve. And I love this moment Not here. grudge, maybe he just wanted to do it, because it's like, uh, I, I stuck her with something, now I'm going to stick her with something else. Right. I love that moment when you're trying to be quiet in your house, especially late at night, and all of a sudden everything just happens to be amplified. Like, like that moment when you're trying to close the, the door clo- uh, quietly as she goes outside. For me, it would be my loudest fart. Yeah, like the kind of fart you did onto the microphone before we started I didn't recording. I fart on the microphone. I farted next to it. Yeah, but still, I, like, wanted, I heard I it. I wanted to capture its velocity, <laughs> its timber. <sighs> See, she would have been better off just fucking staying right there. Yeah, because he wouldn't have found her. Or not looking up into the window, just... Yeah, because her curiosity, curiosity definitely killed the cat when it comes to this situation. Curiosity or I would have ran into the fields, just run right out towards them. I wouldn't have even ran. He would have, He could have made it out there. Like this toad, uh, uh, like, oh, stupid bitch, just lay down. Well, she's blonde. Sorry. Well, this is one of the things about horror movies that only horror movies can do. See, look at this moron. Ah! Breaks the window. And Haymaker! You damn fool. Don't stop. Like, uh, uh, uh. Don't stop. 
And the mask is different in this scene than it is for the rest of the movie. Like he's like especially like with the forehead, you get to see the very edge it looks of it. Flat. Or it looks concave. I think this is like because I think this is one of the like prototype masks before they got the like full trademark of it, because that's what Russ Kramer was saying on the documentary that like Ooh. Oh When he punctured her like yeah, alright. I thought he just choked her. But no, I think he, he he because it makes it sound like that. I think he totally Stuck his thumbs into her throat and punctured her. Oh, maybe. Out. He's got some powerful thumbs then. But I think you're right. I think it is Sue that's doing this because he's probably... Because Randy brings up later, in fact, she said before she dumped um, Stu for Steve. So this could be kind of a jealous uh, killing here. That's probably what they did. They probably made an example out of some people. Yeah. Like, this is the one to announce, you know, their presence. Right. Right there, she pulls the mask off. Realizing who it is. Now imagine you're a parent, you come home, your daughter is gone. Obvious B&E and house is maybe on fire. Like, how would you react to that? The same way they are, losing my mind? Yeah. That's uh, Captain Obvious to the rescue (laughs) over here. (laughs) Oh, man. And the first of, like, one of many Halloween references coming up in a few seconds here. Drive to the McKenzie's. Drive to the McKenzie's house. And then in Halloween H2O, they said drive to the Beckers. When really? Because they, when they, when, when, they're in Halloween H2O, they're watching Scream 2 in the door. Yeah. And then later, when uh, Jamie Lee <laughs> Curtis, when she gets J- Josh Hartnett and uh, Michelle Williams to the gate, to the school, and decides she's going to go back and fight Michael, she says, drive down to the Beckers. Oh! Casey Becker, right here. Oh, I, I, I never caught that. My bad. Wow. The more, What's you know. Wrong with you? A lot of things. I'm hanging out with you. Yeah. I remember finding a fucking wallpaper of this once. It oh, was like, the, like the close-up of her hanging there. And sped up footage to get an hour rating. I never knew how, like, graphic that was until I saw that picture. Yeah. Wow. Like, K&B went full tilt when it made that uh, model of her. Oh, Nev. Nev Campbell. Still attractive. I mean, she aged gracefully. I, I had the biggest crush on her. Who didn't? I mean, she is the typical girl next door here, and how her character grows with from this movie to second and third. And then Wild Things, and she has a threesome with uh, Denise Richards. Yeah. I love Wild Things, but it, like, it also did scar me for seeing Kevin Bacon's dick in, at one point in it. Eh, whatever. I saw fucking Denise Richards' tits. Yes. We're not being misogynists here. Nope. We're not, we're not being perverts. Not at all. But yes, Nev. Now, alright, like how Nev is blocking her door with a closet door, and you have a very similar setup here with your closet can be able to block the... It's never worked. You've tr- oh, so you I, have tried. It never worked. Damn. Because that's one thing it's, I wanted to bring up when we were doing this commentary, that if you could do that. It's, it's, it's opened just far enough to piss me off and get in the way <laughs> and get stuck for a few seconds. Ah. It's enough for me to just go, what's wrong with this shit? <laughs> But I love the fact that you've actually tried that out because of this movie. Not because of this movie. I think I just did it when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, and Skeet Urge climbing in through the window, doing a whole, like, Romeo and Juliet thing right now. Like Romeo and Juliet, his career will be dead by the end of this. Oh! Yeah, what happened to him? I know he had a TV show, Jericho, years ago. 
He did not break the walls down after that. And didn't um, that get canceled, like, really quick? Yeah, and, like, it's kind of gained a slight cult following because of it. It's, like, one of those things that left, that ended on a cliffhanger, much like Firefly, and then name any other show that's done that, and... Alf? Alf ended on a cliffhanger? Yeah, he got he got caught by the FBI. They they surrounded him in a field with his spaceship, and then, credit, you know, cut cut to black. Little credits cut to black. Wow. So Alf was probably tortured and dissected and, and mutilated in government experiments. <laughs> this guy's going to run to the FBI. Fuck the FBI. This guy's been ducking me for weeks. Sorry. Ducking me for weeks. Ha, 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 Alf, as Joe Pesci's character in Casino. <laughs> Get what? this through your head, you Jew motherfucker. Ha, 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 ha. And Robert De Niro falls through, falls through a hole <laughs> in the set that they were used for the puppets. <laughs> You know the whole set of Elf was like a big death trap, right? Yes. Oh my god, it was so so unsafe. Now Skeeter is going in, trying to go in for the kill here because Nev Campbell's like character is like very still uh, still a virgin in this movie and has not ready to uh, give it up to her boyfriend yet because she's felt insecurities after her mother's rape and murder the year previous and finding out that her mother was kind of uh, promiscuous. Yeah. Ah, uh, we're going to hell with this commentary, aren't we? Yeah, probably. Uh, well, for many other things, we're probably going to hell. But this is not this is not the final nail in the coffin. We'll do something really stupid to do. He wants that. to put the final nail in her coffin. Ha ha! This is the entire commentary's elf now. Ha ha ha! Put the final nail in her coffin. <laughs> I wonder if the Tanners from Elf had any relation to the Tanners from Full House. I was Probably just thinking not. that, but... I mean, would you want Elf around your uh, Mary Kay and Ashley? He may have ate, ate them. Well, then Heath Ledger would still be alive. How, how do you he was him? found dead in... Wasn't he, wasn't he found dead in, like, Mary Kay Olsen's apartment or something? Or no, I thought, was his, I thought it was his apartment. I thought it was, like, one of her hotel rooms or something. Or... Uh, that's news to me. And of course, Nev Campbell goes to flash her boyfriend, and we do not get to see it. Ha 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 ha! That's not a thing to laugh about, that's a thing to be disappointed about. Now, a lot of people compared Skeeter or it's like very much like Giant Depp and Wes Craven launching Giant Depp's career with Nightmare on Elm Street. Do you think that's a fair comparison? Uh, he launched it like the Challenger. <laughs> launched his career like the Space Shuttle <laughs> Challenger. <laughs> There were no survivors <laughs> in Skeet Ulrich's career. <laughs> oh my god, I sound like your bear being killed. <laughs> well, the last thing the people in the Challenger said. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now we're going to hell. Oh my god, as a big steady cam shot introduces both Whisper High and Courtney Cox. Before she became Courtney Cox or Arquette. Before she became the wife of the former heavyweight champion of the world. Oh, I was going to wait till we break, see him on screen to bring up his WCW run. And boy, was he the heaviest of weight champions <laughs> in, the in this movie. Uh, no. Dewey, Dewey was in good shape. Oh, no, he was fantastic shape. And, and, of course, Rose McGowan finally comes in. Weird seeing her as a blonde in this, rather, like, because she's always been a brunette. And never, she's been a brunette like, and so much more. Like, yeah. 
And it, apparently it was her suggestion to go blonde because you can't have two brunettes in a big like horror movie, according to her. Okay. That like that's one of the documentaries. Like she went to one of the producers saying like, "All right, Neb's brunette and I'm a brunette. Like, how about we dye my hair blonde now so we could be a little contrast between the two of them?" Well, she went full like jet black when she started dating Marilyn Manson. Well, all the hair, all his hair is jet black. Jet black. That's what I mean. Yeah, but she like stayed that way for a long time. That's true. How long did she date Marilyn Manson? I don't remember. I yeah, just remember. Dad, I, t- t- I just re- remember that one thing she wore that 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 in uh, in some sort of description was addressed to one of the awards where her yes, I remember that. Uh, Imagine if it was like during the winter time they had that awards. Speaking of big asses, we got we got a hey, we got the Fonz here, and of course we got Deputy Dewey Riley and the Sheriff. The Sheriff played one of the. Uh, Police officers in Nightmare on Elm Street under John Saxon. That's a little useless trivia for you. We should have got John Saxon back for this. I mean, he would have he would have said yes because I don't think John Saxon could say no to a movie. It's like him, Lance Hendrickson, Rutger Hauer. They'll always say yes. At this point, he owes no one nothing. He was in Enter the Dragon and Nightmare on Elm Street. He got to, he got to kick and Black it. Christmas. He got to kick ass with Bruce Lee. So, ah, oh. not many people can say that. Jackie Chan got his ass kicked by Bruce Lee and Enter the Dragon. Jackie Chan was in he was a stuntman. He was one of like a hen- he played like henchman number three or whatever. He was a bit part, really. But he was a stuntman in there, and he was he, his character was killed by Bruce Lee, where he gets his neck snapped, and Bruce Lee makes one of his crazy faces. Whoa! Snap! Oh man. Anyway, and of course we got Matthew Lillard here, and this is one of the one of the few conversations that probably led to them being kicked out of Santa Rosa because. What happened was they were shooting in Santa Rosa and the town board was going over the script and realizing, like, this is really dark and kind of cynical and kind of messed up for kids to be talking about the the death of one of their fellow students in such a cavalier way. Yeah, like teenagers don't talk about horrible things in cavalier ways when you're teenagers. Oh, yeah, it starts there and it never ends unless you, like, mature a little bit, but, like, According to us, we still talk about it's this. the same shit with South Park. It's like I know small children than fucking you know eight year olds. I started swearing around the time I was eight. Yeah, of course. All the kids on the you know playground start talking about awful things when they're young, especially nowadays. All right, so who? You th- all right, of these people here, who do you think of the five? Who do you think had the best career out of all of them? Probably Rose McGowan because I I know things she's done. Yeah, I mean, and since probably then. I can name things. And probably number two is probably Jamie Kennedy. And that's a far yeah. too. Do you hear the liver in the mailbox? Because I heard you put the liver in the mailbox. That's your spleen or pancreas. Uh, I used to say that for the longest time after this movie. The liver alone. <laughs> that's a joke I would make. That is a bad Tim pun. <laughs> no, one, no wonder. That's probably the start of it. That's probably the genesis of my obsession with bad puns was this joke. I got really at the heart of the issue now. Dead air. <laughs> I was waiting for you to respond. That's oh. the best way I could respond was, in, it, in an audio-only form, just, format with no sound. Oh, dick. Oh, man. My God, it's gorgeous in Northern California. Yeah, what the hell are we doing in this shithole? Actually, I actually talked to a few friends of mine today thinking about moving into LA, moving to L.A. early next year. No bullshit. Like people I know, too? What do you mean? Like friends of yours I've met. Too. Oh, you've 
Yeah, you met your usual, fly. your usual circle, uh, like um, like Fly, who you or like uh, other okay. Mike, other other Mike that you met. Like I, I talked to him and a few others from work and stuff like that. My friend Matt from college, he's like, yeah, I've been looking for jobs out there, and he's like, if you find a place and find like a place to work, I'll live with you. So I'm like, all right. So I may be moving to LA next year. I start my career. Sorry, and leave you behind. Yeah, so save for this moment here. Everyone's leaving me. I'll still talk to you, I guess. I like how you just hesitated a second. <laughs> I'll still talk to you, I guess. <laughs> Via postcard. No, messenger. That's how I said, I said uh, uh, Western he'll, Union. He'll, he'll download AOL Instant Messenger and get me through that because people still use that. Hey, I still have an AOL email account, so... Uh, and, of course, Nev Campbell's going to stay with, uh, with Rose McGowan's character because her father's going out of town, which I don't understand that her father does not trust her to stay alone in a house while he's she gone. She doesn't want to. That's true. Because, like, her mother kind of was murdered the year before. As we, fi- as we were finding out right now in the movie, which I hope you are all synced up with. Yes, in the video exposition we got going on here. So why would you want to stay alone in a place, you know? And you think she was, she was murdered here, probably in this house? Um... I don't know. No, wait, wait. Found raped the murder not far from this peaceful town square. Okay. Now, it's later revealed, like, like they say that she was raped the murder, and they blame uh, Cotton Weary for it. Now, do you think she just had consensual sex right before she died and then was murdered, or do you think Billy raped her, too? Um... Probably had consensual sex with Cotton, and then just got murdered later. Was that like night. her her uh, her her guy, her side wiener. Yeah, and not Anthony Wiener either. Sending pictures of his wiener. He may have killed her in a style that looked like you know rape or whatever. Right, struggle. Come quietly, or there'll be trouble. Trouble. Oh, fuck you! <laughs> That's what this movie needed: RoboCop to come and stop the killer. No, 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 dude. Like, how how awesome would it have been if uh, the Fonz was replaced by Peter Weller? Well, every any movie is better with Peter Weller. I think we have to be honest. Crossroads? Not, like, it's, instead of Ralph Macchio, Pete Weller. Or, um... Dune, instead of Kyle McLaughlin, Peter Weller. The Dark Knight, instead of Christian Bale, Peter Weller. Instead of Heath Ledger, Peter Weller. Oh... I'd go for that. The, the the World of Warcraft movie instead of CG guy number five, uh, Peter Weller. <laughs> CG guy number five. Na, 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 na. I wonder how many people actually tried seeing Tom Cruise's penis in all the right moves after this movie. The one, and his name was Tim. I thought I was hoping one other person out there did. All right. What the sound of thunder outside? It's supposed I think to rain tonight. Maybe. Local, we- local weather, folks. <laughs> now y'all stop for local weather. On this day. I don't even know what day it is. is it Sunday. It's on uh, 19th. 19th. I believe so. Yeah. No, it's the 18th. It's, it's the 18th. 18th at the time of this recording. Yes. On September 18th. And it's going up October. It's going rain. <laughs> Thanks, Holly. And, of course, the killer is now finally calling. Space Sydney. weather. <laughs> Space weather. Who wants a stove? <laughs> I wish they did actually sell a voice box that you could make do the voice of the killer. I think they did. His scream was it was huge. Like I still have the costume I bought that same year. I went as I went as the ghost face for one point. I think I was maybe 
a year or two after this, I went as Ghostface. I still have it. I swear to God, they sold the voice box. I know they actually they didn't, didn't. I think they did actually make an app for his voice. It probably didn't work as seamlessly. Probably sounded horrible. <laughs> it could have sounded worse. Yeah, it's not like the great bad me, though. It could have sounded worse. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's coming right for yeah. us. <laughs> It's coming right, right for us. It's coming right, right for us. us. Uh, I'm nine tricky enemies around my neck. I'm mean, tricky enemy man. Another Dennis Leary stand-up reference in the books. Because that's one of the quotas we have to do. We have to reference Dennis Leary. Do we? Well, wait, well, it's not like I, I go out of my way to do that. It just so happens to come we, up in so many of my podcasts that I do. You reference the jokes he stole from Bill Hicks. Well, yes. So, <laughs> wait. Are, so, are we just ripping off Bill Hicks then? Uh, Yes. But that's okay, because Bill Hicks. Well, yeah, I mean... And Bill Hicks is dead, so... Yeah, I was say, Bill Hicks is dead, I'm he sorry. He can't fight back. <laughs> but his lawyers can. Yeah, I doubt they'll listen to this podcast. Yeah, they say it is, but not uh, not Bill Hicks' uh, lawyers. As Sydney finally goes on the porch, calling the bluff of the killer, or believing somebody who's just a heavy breather, she doesn't really take him too seriously. Heavy mouth breathing. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, that's what I did last night. Yes. Oh, come on, I thought you were going to do it. it. It only works in context. All right. You pull so many inside jokes during podcasts and stuff. Well, I, 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 I get enjoyment out of them. But our audience doesn't. We consider it to them. All right, that's true. We are watching on that format, though. Yes. What format is that? Uh... Something on a disc. Optical. It's some kind of optical <laughs> format. Yeah, right now you die just like your mother. Your mother sucks cocks in hell. Blah! Wouldn't that be something if he vomited pea soup <laughs> on her at one point? Through the phone. Through the phone. Blah! And it's funny because this movie was initially called Scary Movie before they got the title changed. Yeah, Kevin Williamson was like freaking piss poor broke. When he came, when he wrote this movie, yeah, like like a, like what was it reportedly over a weekend he wrote this or something like that? Like, yeah, he like got, got the idea. He was watching some report on like serial killers, some documentary or whatever on some serial killer. Like like this kind of sort of based off the Gainesville Ripper that happened in Florida in nineteen ninety. That's what he was. That's what he was watching. And um, oof, and of course, uh, so I'd never go up the front door. They're just going up the stairs, as she as she criticized, and that's what happens in her because you know irony. I love I, I love watching scary movie. All the shit she throws at him from <laughs> down the stairs. <laughs> Grandma, she, she pushes her grandmother down the stairs at him. <laughs> oh, and the the, the, the giant pia- piano. The giant piano. She, oh, that's what I loved about the first scary movie. Like, like parody movies now have devolved into nothing but pop culture references, right? Like not actual jokes. No. Or gags or things that, like, actually do... Pa- like, when you watch the, the movie it's based on, you see that, you think you kind of think to yourself, that's a little silly. Yes. And then they outright spoof it. Like, the thing I love in Scary Movie is is how, like, the killer, he's always running into shit in Scream. Yes. So, as the killer in Scary Movie, he's running into things, he runs into something, and he just, oh, I gotta quit drinking. <laughs> that I love. And, and then how, like... Um, Oh, I'm in your house. Oh, I can see your right. I can see your feet right there. Oh, oh, what? oh, I, oh, oh turn guy. around. He tries hiding under the carpet. Made like a big bulge in the carpet. And everything. Did you see? I turn around. No pee. No pee. Like, like that's funny. That's a gag. That's that's. But then when she starts doing like Matrix moves, that was you know the, 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 those joke. Kind that that dated it so quickly. Those I can't even call them jokes. Those references were like that was the stuff that made it not funny. 
And nowadays, this reveal wouldn't make too much sense because is back in the day when people did not have so cell phones that readily available to them. I see right in front of them. Everybody's got a cell phone. Like, nope, back then, <laughs> barely anyone had a cell phone, especially kids. Yeah. Like, my sister, my sister Eileen, like, my oldest sister, I think she had a cell phone, but that was not until, like, 2001. My stepsister, who was, like, 14 when our parents divorced, wanted a beeper when she was, like, 13. Remember beepers? Like, yeah, my sister had a beeper. Thank God. I think she she went from like the pager to the two way to the cell phone, and now it's all combined into one. Remember beepers? Yes, I remember beepers. And like those of what, you who don't know what beepers were, it's yeah, this little device that beeps whenever someone calls a phone number that is programmed into it, and it displays the phone number that is calling so that you will go and call them back, call them back from a payphone. Now, pay phones, those were <laughs> public phones that you could pop a quarter into and you could make phone calls with. What's a quarter? A quarter is worth 25 cents, which is exactly one quarter of a dollar, hence the name a quarter. <laughs> and I love the little, like, this relationship between, like, the younger sister just, like, pushing her older brother around. Who is the police officer? And, like, she does not respect him as an authority figure whatsoever. Oh, she doesn't respect him as even her brother, I think. <laughs> as even a human being. <laughs> and, like, now that's thinking back to the scary movie, like, my favorite, probably one of my favorite jokes from, uh, scary movies when, like, when Doofy goes, like, when I'm wearing this, you respect my, my position of the law. And, yeah, mom told you to stop sticking your dick in the vacuum cleaner. Special officer Doofy. <laughs> Every now and then, when, like, when I'm supposed to be like doing something super serious or paying attention, I'll put my hand up to my forehead like, Don't worry, guys, I got it! Just uh, like Doofy did. And then when she... she Cindy in Scary Movie gets the phone call, Doofy comes running out with the vacuum cleaner in his hand and a huge boner. <laughs> Don't you not to interrupt me while I'm cleaning my room, Mom! <laughs> when I say hurry, please interpret it as move your fat tunnel which is a very different side of Courtney Cox that we see because she's coming off Friends where she's a very nice person, even though she's, like, one of the bitchier characters of the Friends on there. I think Phoebe was, like, the chillest person on that show until, like, she could get testy every now and then. I never really watch Friends. Really? Nope. My, my, like, a lot of my stuff my older sisters were into, I was into, so, like, they watched a lot of Friends, so I did. They were in the Backstreet Boys, so I know a lot of Backstreet Boys songs along with Spice Girls. I'm not just uh, burying myself in my masculinity well, uh, alongside it. Well, that was back when, like, I got stuck listening to all that shit, too, because that was back before, like, MP3 players when you had just, like, a disc man. Yeah. But I was fortunate, I was fortunate enough, not everyone I knew was, to have a CD burner in my house so I could make mixed CDs. Right. Bring them on my disc man and listen to them on the bus, but on the school bus when all you have is the radio. Yeah. And it's up to the driver's discretion. And now we have, uh,. Billy, like the only time you see Billy Loomis's father in the entire series, except for Scream Three, Scream Three in, in archive like, footage, archive reel to reel footage. <laughs> like you went out last night? That's not a good sign that you didn't tell your dad you were going out, because obviously his father is kind of absentee when it comes to raising his son. Do you think him and his father have a really good relationship? Um, I'm gonna say no. I don't know. Be like, all right. This is obviously written before Scream Three, and now I know there was a treatment written for Scream Two and Three at the end of this original screenplay, but like the idea for Scream Three got turned to Scream Four because Kevin Williamson wrote that. However, it was going to have it where Scream Three was like her cousin. Yeah, and, really? and, and no, like it would be like it, almost like kind of like um, no, it was going to be like 
his TV show The Following, where it would just be like a cult dedicated to the original murderers and people would like staging the original murders and doing their own iterations of them. Like now, a Civil War reenactment? Yes. <laughs> That's fucking sad. <laughs> no, it would be copycat killers and shit like that. Oh, gotcha. Come on, city, you know me! Would you handcuff him? Well, I mean, he hasn't been a huge threat up until no, yet. No, but, like, his victim is feet He's away. There. Granted, he is a, he is in a police station. I doubt he'd start any shit, but... And the original name for the ghost is killed before it got changed in the copyright. Father Death. What was the original... Well, what was the one that got... It got turned to Ghostface. Oh. Officially. Now, I love the one. The best parts about this movie is the misdirection here, and, like, it really brought back the whodunit in movies like that. Like, things like this, like Urban Legend, or I know what you did last summer, and Valentine had those elements not just being a typical slasher. It was like, who is the killer at this point, rather than just having a killer out there? Well, that's why it's also heavily inspired by Black Christmas, When a Stranger Calls. Oh, I love When a Stranger you, Calls. You don't know who it is. The only problem with one, a stranger calls it peaks. Prom night. Wait, prom night. When a stranger calls peaks too early. After twenty minutes, you can t- like you can turn that movie off. That's the sad thing about it. <laughs> I fucking hate prom night. <laughs> what the movie prom night? The original prom night. I have not seen uh, the original prom I, I, night. I think it's just weak. Well, it was just like it was a really bad Halloween ripoff. Well, no. For one thing, I mean like. It, <sighs> The, the children actors in it, I fucking wouldn't hire to fucking work in a diamond mine. That's how bad wow. they are. Jesus um, Christ, dude. They throw out there just so many red herrings just for the sake of red herrings. Like, shit that means absolutely nothing. Oh, that's that good, huh? Shit that genuinely means... It, it, literally, it's like, okay, we have all this extra film stock. We have, to, we have to use it up. I know, let's throw some red herrings in there. Aren't red herrings supposed to mean something? Yes. Yeah, but we, we don't have to. Like, like, there's a whole thing of, like, oh, there there was an escaped mental patient, and he got into a car accident or whatever, and, and now he's bandaged up, and, oh, could it have been him committing all these, like, but that, that never plays anywhere else ever into the movie. And you find out that it was just the brother of the young girl who died in the, in the... Opening of it. In the opening, getting revenge on the kids who are now teenagers. Yeah. That makes fucking sense. Yes. And the film, oh my god, the film is so dark, and I don't mean like fucking Zack Snyder's DC Comics movie's dark, where it's completely fucking unenjoyable. It is on a completely different level. I mean like the film, like you cannot see what is happening. It's totally unexposed. Any of the like the nighttime outdoor shots, you cannot tell what is happening in Prom Night. I bet you were shot in 16mm, I bet it wasn't the shot in 35 I want to see like a proper thing of it, because I've seen it mostly on cable. Right. On like Sci-Fi Channel and whatnot. I, Uh I did see it on one of the movie channels. And it's, you know, uncut glo- or glory or whatever. But I just remember it being just, you cannot see what the fuck is happening. But, it doesn't help that the killer wears all black. Oh, no, yeah, it was really, it, they don't stand out whatsoever. And the funny thing is that Prom Night's brought up a lot in this movie. Um, no, it was shot in 35mm, surprisingly. But um, as we, we've kind of talked over that, Sydney is finally confronted by Gail Weathers, who reported on the murder of her mother. Her mother, and doesn't believe the person that she that uh, identified. Well, she also kind of sensationalized it too. So she was pissed oh, off. Oh yeah, at her and punched her in the face. 
And I, and I love that that look that Nev Campbell gives her after he she clocks her, just like the fire. In the her th- eyes. That was the thousand yard stare from Full Metal Jacket. That was Private Joker <laughs> when he kills the when he kill, shoots the girl in the head. And the unofficial theme song for this movie, uh, "Red Right Hand" by Nick uh, K, uh, Nick Cave and the a good old Nick Cave. And it's weird because this is also the theme song to Peaky Blinders, um, and that's also produced by the Weinstein's. So I just found them really like, hey, it's Ray, it's Ray Donovan himself coming on for a walk-on part. Sabretooth. The better Sabretooth, even though he doesn't look like the other Sabretooth. The other Sabretooth. We'll be talking about the other Sabretooth. We'll be talking about the other Sabretooth when we do the, Hallow- the Rob Zombie's Halloween. Oh, my God. That's going to be so much fun when we It's also appropriate that. that he worked in WCW in the early 90s. Uh, what was his name? Uh, Big Sky. Big Sky. He was Kevin Nash's tag team partner, yep, right? Big oh. Sky and Vinny Vegas. Mother of God, that was terrible. How was he in the ring? Was he any good? I don't remember. I bet he's on the network. Probably. From some of the early pay-per-views. I'll uh, that up now. Well, we'll do that later on. And then another little, like, little horror reference we got coming up here with a cameo by a very vicious reporter played by Linda Blair, who played Reagan in the original Exorcist. <laughs> Not in 21st century America. And she wears cross necklace uh, earrings, too. Well, she needs to to keep the evil out. Well, well, she, yeah. well, she acts evil to some poor girl who almost got killed. Yes. How does it feel to be brutally butchered? People want to know. No, they have a right to no. know. How does it feel? You tell them after I brutally butcher you. <laughs> What was it W. Earl Brown, who plays uh, Kenny the cameraman here, was actually in West Craven's New Nightmare as a morgued uh, attendant. Really? Yeah. I think that, that's where they became friends. Oh, and there was a funny story uh, in like, one of the documentaries about this. Um, they were talking about like how kind of like uh, offset like romances that were going on and people like getting really friendly with each other. Because the cast and crew hung out together because there was nothing really to do in the town while they were not shooting. And Jamie Kennedy's just sitting there looking around, just like, oh, everybody's having a good time. And it was, and uh, Earl Brown is sitting next to him, and they're both kind of trash. And he just they pushes, both started making out. No, but he put his shoulder, uh, a hand on his shoulder, and just pulled him in, like, it's you and me, buddy. We're going to keep each other happy. I would have asked for Randy to be killed off that day. <laughs> or could he be killed? Can we shoot his death scene today and move things around? Billy Lewis, Billy Lewis, what the fuck? Jesus. Oh, Scream 2. I didn't like Scream 2 as much. Uh, <laughs> I thought most of the dialogue sucked. I, I thought that... I, the, I, I may like it more than one. I thought that the reveal of the killers was grossly underwhelming. The second killer, I think, was done well. What, Laurie Metcalf? Yeah, I think at least there's a nice build to it. Like, Mickey taking off his mask is kind of like, ah! Fucking Roseanne's sister. <laughs> How funny would it be if it was just Roseanne It should have been Roseanne Barr. <laughs> it wouldn't be able to run that fast. No, no voice box would have worked. It would have shorted out every voice box she talks to with that voice. We should do the, world, the National Anthem at the World Series once. I got booed. I didn't know In that. Like the mid-90s. Uh, well, like the, the public kind of turned on Roseanne Barr during the mid-90s anyway. How couldn't you? Uh, I mean, her and her relationship with Tom Arnold. But obviously, this is definitely mid nineties because it's hard to pull off some of this apparel that she's wearing, like the primary color uh, power suits that she's wearing, like the 
bubble like the lime green bubblegum flavor sushi we was waiting before could not be pulled off today. Yeah, you could try. I mean, I mean, but we'd laugh at her. Schools don't look this clean. No. <laughs> this is coming from a custodian. Thanks. It's the same, man. It's true. Yeah, drink that. Pretend like it's alcohol. That's really sensitive. What are you kidding me? Look around. It's Christmas. Ow! Hitting in the eye with a lollipop. Don't look at the camera. Don't look at the camera. And the extras did their job. Oh, good. <laughs> Imagine if one just ran up. Like, oh, my God. I'm in the movie. I found my father. More inside jokes. That was so... Are we like? Who cares if they're fucking inside jokes? They'll probably the like, audience. You know, that's not a pet peeve of yours. That when you're around people and they start telling inside jokes that you have no idea about. Not they, really. They don't even bother because you're the one perpetrating it. No, even even still, when people do, like, I know so many people that are just like, oh my god, I can't stand when people start making inside references around total strangers. That doesn't bother me. Or just around like other people that don't really know them. Hmm. You're insensitive then. Or I just don't give a shit. I'm not. Uh, no, I think you hear that, like, folks. You don't give a shit about you. No, I do give a shit about you. I think you're just being a little oversensitive. Oversensitive. No, I'm just thinking our audience in the regard. They're like, what? I found my father from Miami Connection. What? There we I don't go. Understand? I'm going to listen to someone else's podcast. This is weird. Hey, when I listened to a bunch of podcasts and they had inside jokes, and I and I learned about them. Whose podcast? Well, my buddy Oliver over in the UK, like he had inside jokes amongst his friends, and eventually I caught on to what they really were. Okay, but I don't hear Joe Rogan making inside jokes or any of the big timers. Well, Joe Rogan, yeah, well, move to the big time. Yeah, well, all the big time podcasts your engaged. All the big time podcasts that I usually listen to, like majority of the time, is de- de- dedicated to ads rather than actual content. Well, you gotta make money somehow. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll get more into that off mic, but we're drinking water today. Poland Spring brand water. As Henry Winkler, this is the scariest, the scariest Fonz you've ever seen. And apparently, like he was hey, not kids today. Like he was not supposed to put the scissors up to their neck and like get them that close. So these reactions are genuine. I'm like, oh my god, I'm dealing with the Fonz, and the Fonz has got a deadly weapon to my throat. He's such a typical baby boomer. He was all cool on his motorcycle in the 50s. Now, now, look at him. now he's a complete psycho yelling at kids today. <laughs> ah! Is he going to cut off his balls? Jesus. I think, hey, I, I, think hey, I want to be expelled if my principal's willing to pull off. This Arrow. movie just jumped the killer. Lame. Speaking of uh, uh, poor humor we got going on here, we got these Someone two. wrote Dana's fast on the wall. You know, I, who calls each other fast? It's usually like Dana's a whore. Well, I, I think there's going to be a little subtle about it. That's too clever for a kid to write. That's too censored for a kid to write. <laughs> too cerebral for him. Maybe that's a, You can tell Wes Craven wrote that. That was the buzzword back in the 40s or whenever he was a kid. Yeah, in the real 1840s, fast. In the 1840s when he was a kid. Oh, yeah. And rest in peace, Wes Craven. You're dearly missed. That's right. He's not with us anymore. I forgot. No. A little over a year now. 
I mean, all right, but also, uh, I was gonna say, like, how who would be this really dickish when having conversations? And I stopped, and like, I've had really dick conversations like this talking about people. So, weren't we just talking about the shuttle challenger before? <laughs> yeah, those people have been dead for a long time. Well, as of this movie, the um, well, mother yeah, was dead for a year. Yeah, that's true. I mean, at least our jokes are not out of orbit. <laughs> Sorry, my jokes are crash landing right now. <laughs> at least you entertain yourself. It's <laughs> the only way I can get through my day without killing myself. Oh. Yep. Now, my question is... Home Depot brand rope. (laughs) This show is sponsored by Home Depot brand... If you're going to hang yourself, use Home Depot brand rope. Can any of the people in this fucking bathroom get the toilet paper in the floor? I mean, Uh, in the toilet? uh, I don't know. It is a ladies' bathroom, so... Good God. All right, now, do you think this is another kid playing a prank, or do you think this is one of the killers? I think this is one of the killers. And who do you think it is? I'm going to say Stu, just because we just saw Billy. Yeah. But he doesn't pull a knife on him. That's the question. hmm. That's a good question. Who is this? Just because, because we saw Stu right before. Yeah, with Rose McGowan, and then they probably they probably went off to class, or at least walked one of them each other to class. Or they just went their separate ways on the way to class. And while yeah. she was talking to Billy, he's because we see her run straight to the bathroom. Yeah. But was he wearing black pants and black boots before? He was not, but Billy, I think, was. So how did Billy get to the bathroom that she raced to? Or she's hallucinating. because no, Billy was standing right there. She yeah. ran back there. So it had to, but we didn't see Stu sneak in. Nope. This movie sucks. Continuity errors. I don't that, like that's, it anymore. It, that's if it's one of those two. Like if it's not somebody else playing a prank. As Deputy Dewey comes to to the rescue here, and this is the this is the the genesis of their actual relationship. Are they still? There's a cage match tonight. I gotta go save everyone's lives from bad ratings. <laughs> How hilarious! Be like Jeff Jarrett just takes her out with a. a I wish he, I wish he did. I wish he just hit the killer over the head with a guitar. <laughs> I mean, he gets clobbered with so many things in this movie. He might as well have been hit with an acoustic guitar. But this movie wasn't written by Vince Russo, though. Oh, that's right. It was written by a quality writer. It's just—it's just funny because, like, there's a real natural connection between the two of them, and it doesn't surprise you that they actually end up getting married. It's sowing the seeds of their sowing of seed. This is true. Now, this is probably the greatest announcement that any high school kid would probably have. Oh my god, are you fucking kidding me? I, 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 shit, man, I couldn't leave fast enough. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, I'm out of here. I wouldn't be able to leave fast enough. Oh yeah, but then I would be a hellraiser until curfew. Oh, I cut so many fucking classes back then. I don't think I would I, have had my. I, would, I probably would have left already, and I wouldn't have even heard about it until the next day. I never cut classes in high school. I cut classes in college. Oh god, all I did was cut classes in high school. Where'd you go in high school? Like, where'd you go? Just around, because there, there was there was a main road there, this road called Middle Country Road, and it was like nothing but all kinds of places. All right, right. So you, food, you, so, you, so you get off, you would leave uh, property and leave go. Leave and go to like this like comic book and D&D store that like 
my friends knew about. They also had, like, a LAN server of, like, computer games set up where you could play, like, Diablo 2 with a bunch of people and oh, all dope. kinds of stuff. Yeah, everybody's filing out super quickly. Zoo is, is out. And then this is like when like Wes Green started using Steadicam a lot. Like he uses Steadicam a lot in the opening scene when they're going through uh, Casey Becker's house. When they introduce the high school, like it's on a crane. The crane comes down. The Steadicam operator gets off and keeps walking. Now this is all one take, which is really daring because it's rare that people do that. Unless they're doing it for like this very significant purpose, like you look at the guy who did like Birdman and the Revenant, who does it just for it seems like for the sake of it. Yeah, it is a one take shit. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things that you really don't notice. A lot of kids. I, I didn't notice that until like uh, yesterday when I was rewatching this. Booga booga. Hey. <laughs> I'm gonna stab you there. Hey. Hey. Yes? Hello? He scares himself. He's an old man. Have you ever had a teacher that He's you... scared of change. <laughs> Do you ever have a teacher that you thought, like, when they ever got killed, you'd be like, good, and be happy about oh, it? Oh, but I lost count. Oh, my God. I lost count. What about principles? Um, not and not killing your principles either. No, I, no, I mean most of the principles I had no interaction with and yeah, didn't even care about. And we got the West Craven cameo right here, it's dressed as Freddy Fred. Kruger. His name is Fred. <laughs> I love that outtake when he was walking away, like and do you ever see that outtake of him? Like he, yeah, and he, he slips. He slips and falls on his ass. I think the only principal I like, you know, I, I didn't even, like my high school principal, we only be phoned because he was an alcoholic and he was friends with my stepfather, so he'd come over to all like our parties and whatever and get drunk at my house and then walk That's home. not awkward or... Oh yeah, there was, well there was the one New Year's Eve where we all wanted to put fucking laxatives in Jack Daniels and occupy all the bathrooms at once. <laughs> but we got turned off of that when someone mentioned he'll probably just go take a shit in the pool. <laughs> oh, very... I just kind of looked down on him. I didn't want him to die. I just didn't really think he was anything. Yeah. This is a guy who put the entire school on lockdown at, during 9-11. It's really? like, yes, terrorists are attacking the World Trade Center, the Pentagon, and an obscure Long Island high school. I, we, it was so effective that me and one of my friends left anyway. We left after, like, fifth period. What was it? Like, uh, I just had a lot of people leave my school during 9-11, but as we see... Uh, Fonzie has officially jumped the shark. Hey! Now, this isn't a cover of Alice Cooper's School's Out, right? No. Hey, okay, it's, it's original. Yeah, like because there have like been covers of like class, like a lot of '90s stuff. Did like a lot of, like Blue Oysters, like Don't Fit the Reaper was covered around this time, and it's, et cetera, et cetera. And this is a really interesting scene here, where like Ro- Rose McGowan starts to open Sydney's eyes to the the fact that maybe there was more truth to the stories that came out about her mother rather than just like making her a saint in Sydney's eyes. Well, up until this point, all Sydney's had to deal with with that fact is the scummy media and Gail Weathers. Now this is like one of her most trusted friends. And <laughs> since the whole thing is coming back to haunt everyone. And the Richard Gere journal story, that's not a data reference, but like where 
apparently Richard Gur. Yeah, uh, Richard Gear uh, gerbil up his ass. Yeah, you'd die from that probably. Yeah, no, like uh, die from like internal hemorrhaging with the thing clawing and biting and, and the inside of you. Which, like, I don't know how the hell that got started anyway. Like, somebody can look that up. But there was also oh another funny thing where I was uh, researching this. Like, when the drinking game rules is like, take a drink every time you see the audience sees Ghostface, but nobody else does, and you take one right now. Yeah, how does he walk around this neighborhood? You know, dressed like that. I it's, mean, he's probably sweating balls in the middle in the fucking woods right next bullets, to the house. Everyone's looking for someone dressed like you. So, oh my god, a video store. That's a relic. Oh, VHS cases. Ugh. I gotta tell you, of all the obscure, discontinued formats I'm into for watching movies, VHS, I don't miss. I think it's uh, just because I grew up on it so much. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I could see you getting into Betamax more than VHS because it was not as prevalent. <sighs> I mean, hell, like, I've got, like, what was it, for Mike's birthday, I got him a laser disc of uh, Robocop because we're into that sort of thing. See, that's the thing about Laserdisc, is that it was a higher quality than VHS. That's what I'm going for. Is like a lot of it is like better quality stuff. Like, and a lot of them were in widescreen, and, and it just has the packaging like a damn vinyl record, which yeah, is no, awesome. No, yeah, it, it, you get so much out of it. That's the same thing a lot of people say when you look at vinyls versus CDs, where you had so much material to look at and gaze at and take in. That was when al- album artwork meant the most. Yes, I mean, like you start you look at how when CDs became prevalent, you just see like the kind of de- decline of creative ar- artwork. Well, Not saying cassette tapes. Oh, good point. Cassette tapes are even smaller. That's why, like, cassette tapes and VHS tapes, I probably would have no desire to ever go back to. I can see you going back to 8-track tapes. No. No no desire to go back to something, like, obscure and obsolete. Just something that, like, there's got to be a level of quality to it that is above what I was used to growing up. Right. As now Stu is mocking uh, Randy because he has a crush on Sydney, and they're talking about who could the killer possibly be, and, like... Randy, to be the sensible movie person, is like, oh, it's definitely Billy. And Stu's trying to throw him off the track, saying, no, it's his, it's his dad, because we're going to frame him later. I wonder if this is on Laserdisc. Laserdicks. 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 Like, I collect Laserdisc and HD DVD, so. Yeah. Oh, prom night, there we go. Everybody's a suspect! Including all of you... What do you? How do you feel about Marco Beltrami's score in this? Um, it doesn't stand out to me. It, it serves its purpose, but it's nothing I'd, I'd be remembering or humming or it, thinking of. It or, works in the scene by scene basis rather than a soundtrack like a standalone thing. Yes, rather than like a complete thing. And it, it I don't know. It, I don't. It's not as memorable. No, I mean like the Sydney theme, like like the kind of like the like the voice, like that, like ah. Like that, I recognize as being part of Scream, but anything else, like the Red Right Hand song, I think I, I identify with this more. Anything than, of the actual score is just like random violin melodies. Yeah. Hey, there is. You can get a Japanese pressing of Scream uh, for 17 bucks on eBay. Hmm. And it looks in pretty cherry condition, too. Scream 2 and. Uh, I doubt Scream 3 because I think uh, Lazy Disc was discontinued in the late. Late 90s, like 99. Yeah, but yeah, Scream 1 and Scream 2, you can get on Laserdisc. Cool. Yeah. More you know, people. I still gotta get Halloween. Yes, you do. I wonder if they had the TV cut on Laserdisc. That'd be obscure right there. Yeah, right. 
And then they make a reference to like a really underrated horror movie coming up right here, The Town of Dread Sundown, which that's more like almost like a police procedural rather than, and it was like a precursor to slasher movies before Halloween, but after Black Christmas. I think I think Town of Dread Sundown, the original, was 1975? Couldn't tell you. It's been a long time since I've seen that. And it was set in the 1940s. And, like, it had, like, voiceover narration, so it was very different from your traditional slasher movie. And he used a gun at one point. <laughs> I'm just going to set up my red herring by disappearing right now. Now, this right here is asinine when they see him in the dim reflection of the supermarket. Are you fucking like, kidding like, me? How the fuck did nobody notice him, like, go there's, in or out? There's security cameras by this point. There's those... There's, there's, like, 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 really shitty CCTV, like, uh... There's those, refle- those big round mirrors in the, all the corners. I understand it's supposed to be building up the tension that, like... There's a goddamn always- asset protection team. <laughs> they see a guy dressing up like that, they'll tell him, ask him to leave. Some stock boy just wants to be a dick. I love- Whenever the chief takes a drag... Uh, Dewey takes a lick of his ice cream. It's really funny to watch him do it like, at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I haven't had ice cream forever now thinking about it. Go for some ice cream. Ice cream would be really good right now. Go get me some ice cream, Tim. Why, why the fuck am I getting you ice cream? Because I'm your guest on the show. In your house! Yeah, in my house. Go get me some ice cream. You're the host. You're supposed to <laughs> provide shit to me being a guest in your house. But I'm the guest on the show. Uh, yeah. Do you want to get ice cream after the show's over? What's open? Uh, that's a good point. At 10.30. I mean, it's only 9.30 now. Yeah, but when we finish this. Yeah, that's true. Sorry, folks. We just had a little... Sorry, folks. <laughs> we were thinking about pausing this and leaving you hanging. And just trying to edit it back together and hoping it all goes out well. Oh my god, Red Herring, that maybe the chief is doing it, but he is way, he is too He's big. Too fat. <laughs> Imagine him running after, uh, up the stairs after, uh... I can't. <laughs> uh, that's what it would sound like going up there. Another song that I immediately think of when it comes to Scream, Bird Brain's uh, Youth of America. It's a song that also has more relevance now than ever. Hey, because Kenny eats and he's fat, so we had him throwing out an empty chip bag. It's, it says reduced fat on it. <laughs> but he ate the whole bag, so it doesn't really do... It's probably kind of... That was his ninth boy. bag. There's like nine more of them, a trail of them, so you know where he was going in case he got lost. He follows his potato chip bag. <laughs> Back to town. Kenny and Gail instead of Hansel and Gretel. Very nice house in the middle of fucking nowhere. The big stained glass window. That's pretty cool. I like stained glass windows. Stained glass windows are nice. Like there's, I have one in my kitchen. It, like Celtic uh, knots and everything like that. It's awesome. Do you know what's the one thing that that kind of fell out of vogue when it came to drinking and parties like that? What? Um, what was it? Uh, funnels. I once funneled pickle juice. That doesn't surprise it me. It was awesome. Like, like the matter. I, 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 I mean, like I, I didn't go to that many parties in, in my college days, but I went to enough gatherings that like funnels were never there. It was always beer pong or like flip cup. It was always just games rather you know, it's than keg stands instead of funneling. It's just how much can you drink before you cannot physically drink anymore at once? 
Didn't I? Didn't, we didn't get that many. I don't think we ever got ke- uh, kegs when we were up at school. We just buy shit ton of beer because we buy local uh, brew like Gen- Geneseo beer, which is like like twenty bucks for thirty, like or like eighteen bucks for like a thirty-two rack, and it's like you are drinking piss water, but some guy's bathtub. Probably. I mean, like I'm surprised we didn't get some of us didn't get go blind from it. As Dewey's just being as smooth as possible, trying to pick up a chick. He's as smooth as sandpaper. I mean, fucking butters from South Park if I pick up a chick quicker than this guy. I'm sorry to say. Did you ever see the South Park when Butters was a pimp? Yes! Oh my god, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, it's my bottom bitch. Alright, you had a choice between Evil Dead or Hellraiser. What do you watch? Evil Dead. Yeah. Like Hellraiser, I'm not a huge fan of it. Another thing that's the 90s right now, Republica. Republica? The band Republica. With oh the, my the, god, you're right! The female lead singer. They had uh, the hit song Ready to Go. I didn't realize and this, this song. And this song is Drop Dead Gorgeous. Huh. I didn't notice that, but the guys in the back were rolling joints. I never noticed that before. Eh, it was only a cop that fucking brought Sydney there, you know? Yeah. Oh, see, and then they go hiding it. Yep. Oh, the magic of widescreen. Yep. That's the kind of derelict, derelict your duty, because I don't think any of them are 21 at this party, Dewey. Yeah, you're fucking kidding me? Like, Dewey should have, like... Dewey could have lost his job big time for this if any of these kids oh, got into sure. a drunk driving accident. Yeah, but he wants he to wind be, up in jail. Yeah, but he wants to act cool in front of everybody. That's why he's not busting up the party. Well, just win the WCW World Heavyweight <laughs> title, and then you'll be the coolest person in the world. With that outfit, especially. Oh, he my should God. have dressed up as a cop. Well, he didn't ready to rumble. That was yeah. his cop gimmick. Or, no, his state trooper gimmick. <laughs> the law! That's what his that's what Go to bug the law! <laughs> we should do a ready to rumble commentary. I will. I will happily do a ready to rumble commentary. I don't know if we can get through it. <laughs> I mean, I mean, if we can get through Vince Russo's first uh, Nitro that he wrote for, I mean, like, Grant, I want to take razor blades to my eyeballs near I, the end of it. Well, you got through it. I mean, I, I, I got. I remember I, it started coming back to me. I remember watching that when it first aired. That episode. That's strange, but like, you, I thought you like you said you watched Raw more than Nitro. Well, that was back during the magical days of picture in picture, another '90s thing. When ah. it. so I had the one in the corner, whatever more interesting going on. I sw- switch between the two. I mean, it must be really cold in this uh, garage right now with Rose McGowan's. Uh... Yeah, it was like freezing out. I think it's, it's, it's a tit nipply yes. right now. What, 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 I guess she's not wearing a bra, or it's like just no, that? Look at it. You can see oh, the... oh, oh, yeah, you can wear it. You see, you see the just, It was that cold. Damn. I mean, well, granted, California can get pretty cold. And this is Northern California, by the way, so. Excuse me. I keep yelling. I'm sorry for boring you right now that you can't yeah, keep it up uh, in uh, during the commentary. Well, I know. Sometimes you just bore me like that. Well, uh, well, you keeping it up like that bores me too, so there you go. Kick the door in. Shit piss. <laughs> it's not like... like yeah, wait till the thing opens all the way. Yeah, I mean, but she's you, just being very impatient right now. You damn fool. Or go underneath it. Up, uh... uh you damn fool! Never, never leave this lying around. Don't you have a safe? N- nope. Just Chuck Testa. I'm not Randy. I spit on your garage. <laughs> Probably more entertaining than actually I spit on your grave. Uh, references. 
Yeah, let's try to do a commentary. I spit in your grave. Let's see if we can make jokes out of that. Oh, Lord. <laughs> 3D! 3D! I know. I know. That's an inside reference, but... Cinema Snob. Cinema Snob. Look him up. Friday the 13th, Part 3, review. <laughs> they were evil! Is it bad that when I... My time in the HVAC in, industry, every time I see heating equipment, I have to, like, see what it is. Like, in a movie or something. Like, oh, what kind of heater are they using? No, Have because... I worked on that? <laughs> uh, and... Ow! Taking a freezer to the face, that's gotta hurt. See, yeah, how does he not have, like, a broken nose from that? The forehead caught. Oh, and we just heard the little melody there that was reused in Halloween H2O. Yep. Oh, he took one. And he's completely dry. Continuity. When they screwed over poor John Ottman. His score has been leaked online, hasn't it? I don't it? know. I should look that up. That's curious. And he goes, that, that's a big to-do about, like, his, his score being replaced. They literally just recycled it. Like, you heard it just now. Now, you think it was the Weinstein just taking that tracks and it... That's the most powerful garage door motor ever. Yeah. To lift up a human being. And squish. I think would have burned out long ago. Oh, and that had to get cut, too. Oh, sorry. <laughs> We're just playing footsies right now. Don't worry. <laughs> That's the most powerful garage door also that it doesn't slip back down the yeah, tracks. Yeah, it, is, like, it should be like, come crashing down yeah. and everybody in the house should hear that. After the motor burns out, it would come flying back down. All right, and nobody leaving the house does not look to the right when they have to make the Huey to get out of there to see Rose McGowan hanging from there. I guess not. All right, now... Well, the boat was in the way. That's true. Okay, now Billy shows up. Now, you think Billy killed her? Or you think Stu killed her? I think that was... Well, Stu's right there. Yeah. He so... sent her to go get it, and we hadn't seen Billy yet, so that was Billy. Yeah, so... That's part of the fun about this now, trying to figure out who's who. Who's who, yeah. And you can do it by logic and process of elimination. Like, Stu is in there as the host the whole time. No one knew Billy was coming. Ergo, Billy killed her. That's, like, the only problem with Scream 3. They the changed into Blue Jean. Yeah. Yeah, uh, there's only one killer. He does it all. But even though there was a draft that there was, um, um, that there was the, what's the name, the chick that was playing Sydney within the movie, within oh, the yeah, movie. Angelina. Angelina was a second killer, which is kind of like, would be like Freudian messed up that the person who's playing your sister in your movie you're having sex with. <laughs> and she just had like that psychotic obsession. Like yeah. Fan stalker. Okay, I understand that. That would have been cool. But she's so little. Yeah, no. Well, like, like, yeah, but that's also the same thing when you look at the killers in Scream 4. Like, they are tiny people. Yeah, Kieran Culkin is not very threatening. No. Oh, but, hey, some of his music is on uh, YouTube. John Nothing Amitsport. threatening about Emma Roberts is her acting. Ho-ho! Maybe she, she, she killed them by acting in front of her. <laughs> and they just melted, like, at the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> just the skin melted on. <laughs> All right, if you could be melt, if you had to like choose which face melt you could have with the three Nazis, which one would you have taken? Um, well, didn't wasn't it exploding and melting? Yeah, like I'd uh, pick exploding because it's quick. Uh, so you go at like you take the Belox way out, like his head would like. Yeah, because well, who knows? Because I mean, how how long the pressure has to build and that could hurt. But if your face melts, like the nerves then are completely. That's true. Melted off and severed and. Did, but I think the biggest lesson you can take from this movie is now Billy's kind of talking to Sydney by herself, and she's ready to like just have sex with him, but just to get it over with. Kids, 
don't do it until you're ready. Otherwise, you'll kind of regret it. Wait for the right person. Just saying. Unless you well, who, want, who is the right person? Unless you, uh, like, Everyone puts such a fucking emphasis on virginity as if it's something tangible. It's not. It's just a state of mind. Well, it's the a way the, of thinking. Well, it's slightly tangible. The hymen. Yeah, but science yeah. has already proven that that will get destroyed just by, you know, masturbation, gynecology. Yeah, yeah. I it's mean, not something that's like meant, it's not something that really has a chance of last lasting. Oh, yeah, of course. If a girl uses a sex toy on herself, she, she's still a virgin, but she just fucking ripped it apart. Ah, uh, good point. It, it is. Just virginity in this country is out of, well, in, well no, sex in, in general in this society, country is. Virginity is a, it's a, all society is out of control. Oh, yeah. Also, it's even worse than the ones that are more, like, religious and crazy. Yeah. You, you, you could argue enlightened. Point is, go out, have your fun. Make sure yeah. you're doing it for the right reasons. Safely. Which is your... Safely. Make yeah. sure you're doing it safely. Safely. That, that's the most important reason I think we can, we get a part of this commentary. Don't have regrets for it because it's fucking the most natural thing that you could do. Of next course. to fucking breathing and eating. Yes. Because going we're, to the bathroom. Yeah, because those are the essential things we were put on this earth to do. Yes. Eat, sleep, shit, piss, and f- reproduce. Yes. I was going to say fuck, but uh, reproduce. Yeah, I was going to say, like, might as well at this point. Like, we've been vulgar the entire time. Well, reproduce is the point of fucking. Yes. That is the nature's point. Oh, fucking, yes. Instead, we do is do it because we're all... The ways The ways we do it are not for reproducing. Yes. Like doing it in the butt. Well, I was watching Archer last night, <laughs> and there was the one episode when uh, Mallory had... Killed the prime, like, I think it was like the prime minister of Italy, and like sort of set it up so that she didn't. But then they needed to cover it up to get her out of jail. And Archer comes in and he's wearing like a latex bodysuit, and he inspecting the body. He's like, "Wait a minute, this chair has no seat. What is he sitting on? Oh my god!" <laughs> and oh my god, this is my first introduction to the original Halloween because I saw H two O first. You know, I, I saw it just a few months before H2O came out, and just once they started advertising H2O, I, like, couldn't function. Because you were just so excited for another I was, one? I, no, I was so terrified, terrified over Halloween in general, over Michael Myers. He terrified the shit out of me. Not so train place in 83. <laughs> I mean, I've tried to organize people watching horror movies. Like, I've never gotten a crowd this big to watch a horror movie. You have the people. That's true. I mean, like, fuck, my birthday's coming up, so maybe that'll be one of the stipulations we got to watch Halloween. All right, all of all of Tim's friends that only uh, that are the only people that listen to this, we're doing. <laughs> that look on your face, that defeated look. Yeah, my mom says I'm cool. Everything's coming up Millhouse. <laughs> Everything's coming up Millhouse. And of course, the like probably one of the most parried, parodied scenes of the entire franchise is like laying down the rules of a slasher movie that the and they, and they don't use the word meta. Like this is like the first like one of the first meta horror movies. Very like, self aware. Very self aware. Like Fade to Black, which was a slasher movie in the early eighties. Like that was like that takes place like a guy who's obsessed with movies and stuff like that. But, uh, I don't care how bored I am. I will never sit here like Kenny is right now. Twirl- that mesmerized. Twirling, with twirling a, a Cheeto around. 
Well, A, I don't like Cheetos, so I would never be that mesmerized by I love by. Cheetos. I prefer uh, cheese duels. I love Cheetos. I once got high by smoking from a gravity bong, and then I ate an entire 10-ounce bag of Cheetos in one sitting. That was the highest I've ever been. Oh, Jesus Christ, man. When, when did that happen? Uh, 11 years ago. It was great. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe we should have made you do a gravity bong. And the second time this. I did a gravity bong, I just sat there watching the ceiling fan go around. I didn't even realize that, the, that in the other room a band had started playing. Oh, you know, like you know, like the ceilings in like motels that like kind of like the weird texture, and you look at it long enough, it moves. Yes, I think you should do a gravity bong and just watch the ceiling and oh, just God. watch that fucking. I want to go to the fucking Sistine Chapel and do a gravity bong and just watch the artwork. <laughs> oh my God, that'd be amazing! We must do this. As now Dewey uh, leads Gale away from the party. Say this commentary has just evolved into like mental diarrhea. Just whatever, it's <laughs> just coming out. As long as it's enjoyable and uh, uh, people are having a good time, I think that's okay. I, uh, like the title of one of George Carlin's book, Brain Droppings. Brain Droppings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're watching the sex scene. Yeah. Uh, all right. All right. All right. Uh, it's kind of awkward. I wonder how many takes this took. Oh, I wonder wow. how many. I wonder how many takes Skeet Ulrich intentionally made this take. <laughs> now I like this. What, them watching, like fucking Halloween. PJ Souls has like one of the worst breasts ever, pair of breasts ever, and they're like acting as if they just, just you know, if they just looked into Marcellus Wallace's briefcase. Uh, <laughs> that's what they look like. Well, the internet wasn't that, but like, but like a fucking hustler and, and like Playboy was that. Like these guys all had seen that, so I don't know why they were so. Oh, Dun, well, I'm sure. Dun, dun, well, put it in the perspective. Put it in the perspective of kayfabe as as a uh, as a bunch of teenagers. Obviously, you know there's those playboys you find that your uncle has. Oh well, yeah. I remember one time there was the porno magazine in the neighborhood that we found behind a tree. I found porno like uh, pictures in the woods once I took them home and I yeah. kept them for a little bit. We found a magazine behind the, like walking to one of our friends' house. There was the tree and there was the mag the magazine. No one wanted to take it home because they'd get caught. They'd have to worry about getting caught. Was the magazine sticky? Well, it was rained on like 700 times. Oh, okay. So, the thing was literally out in the weather. Ah. As now, everybody's being evacuated out. Well, at least everybody's abandoning the house because they found out the principal's dead. And they want to go take pictures or throw shit at them before they take the body down because they're heartless fucks. I mean, wouldn't you? Um, well, first off, I want to know how the hell they managed to get the principal out wearing a Scream costume and hang him from the goalpost. Well, Billy didn't show up for a while, so... Yeah, but, like, being someone who works in a school doing that job, when you have to go in to clean the main office, you're going to you're gonna run into something. Yeah. And there's and cameras in the school and on the school property. Of course, waiting for security to show up, you know, because they're busy watching the Jets game. Yeah, well, you, you don't sound bitter whatsoever. Well, no, it's just like... I've seen it firsthand. Like so some of these guys in security, to get them to move, like they move like fucking continents move. <laughs> they can't bother to tear themselves away from the football game to check the monitors every now and again, you know, to make sure no one's vandalizing the place. Yeah, I'm just imagining like the security guards from Halloween too, like that one guy, like oh god, Mister uh, Mister Garrett, Mister Garrett, Janice. It was hammer time for him. <laughs> really hit the nail on the head with that one. Uh, uh, uh. My, 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 my music hits me <laughs> so hard. I say, oh my, my God. Lord, thank you for blessing me with my two rock. 
this big rock and rock and rock. I'm sorry. I feel like listening to early 90s not gangster rap. I feel like listening to ninja rap now. Ninja, ninja, crap. Ninja, ninja, crap. Is that what you're looking for? They should have brought that back for the second Ninja Turtles movie. What, the ninja rap? Yes, they should have brought that back for Out of the Shadows. Out of the Shadows. Out of the Shadows, into into the fire, whatever the fuck. <laughs> Tra- out of the frying pan. <laughs> Trial by fire. fire! They should have brought it back for Ninja Turtles, Out of the Frying Pan. Uh, turn off the dark. Uh, electric bu- electric Boogaloo. The, the quickening. <laughs> ah. Woo! Now, you think that was uh, Billy's first time as well, or do you think he slept with somebody else before her? Um... No, it's a very trivial thing to question, but... I don't know enough about Billy. Yeah. I don't know enough about Billy. I think he genuinely hated uh, Sydney's mom so much that he wouldn't have raped her if he had the chance. That's true. Even for the purposes of desecration of one. Then he probably didn't want to be like sloppy 325s. That's we true. All, we all know how uh, she uh, got around, if you know what I mean, especially by Scream 3. Yeah, I mean, like, and, like, apparently there was a lot of cut footage of, like, her coming out, like, out of the motel with different guys, like, all the time. Like, it was supposed to be, like, a montage, and it was supposed to be, like, shit. And, like, oh, that's fucked it's up. like the Ivan Drago training montage. Ah! <laughs> Instead of getting injected with steroids, steroids. Getting, <laughs> getting injected with <laughs> semen. <laughs> If we have any women listeners after this, I'll be fucking surprised. surprised. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, thank you, ladies, for being such good sports. Yep. What do I have to do to prove that I'm not a killer? Get stabbed not, by him. Uh, yeah, but not acting like a... Like, this is acting super suspect right now. I mean, look at this. Creep. He's the kind of person who waits outside women's bathrooms waiting to pick up women. Swinging his wee-wee in the air. <laughs> ah! 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 Wait. So wait, how the fuck did they do that? Did he sta- oh, he stabbed his hand? I think he just lightly got him. Or just like... I don't think he stabbed. Oh, continuity errors because he cleaned off the knife right after doing it. Yeah. I think he probably just like... Gashed instead of stabbed. Right. Because we saw, like, his swinging motion. He wasn't going inward. He was going across. Right. And... Oh! And now there's blood on his knife again. Yep. Come on, people. I mean, really? (laughs) It was a very long shoot there, so they just like, fuck it, let's just move on. At least our continuity in our shorts are rather consistent. Because they're that short. (laughs) We can't help but... You know, ah, that's true. Not miss this stuff. We have no excuse. That's true. Next short film, Dead Love, coming soon. Coming soon to a computer near you. Ah, ah, ah. To the theater of the mind near you. <laughs> theater and it'll be mind. on the radio. On the, ah. old, on the old tube box. <laughs> And crunch. I'm on a boat. I'm on a boat, ow. And like, alright. And my back is broke, ow. (laughs) Wind knocked out. Probably fractured a few vertebrae. 
And... Dead Barbie. Oof. That garage door still hasn't fucking collapsed. Strong door. They don't make them like they used to. Well, I got those Chinese doors. Hey, Jamie's right Oh, look at that old Doritos bag. That brings back memories. Yep. I love the ones from uh, Wayne's World. That yes. Was the one I, that was the one I grew up on, that old Doritos. And, and the, the, the old, old Pepsi, Pepsi, and the old Pepsi. Pizza Hut and the Pepsi can. Uh, look now I can go for Doritos, Pizza Hut, and Pepsi. It's uh, late. Uh, I said, like, we were really, we should have fucking ate before we did this commentary. Well, I did. I didn't. I came straight from I had Mark. a bag of shredded cheese for lunch. Just, you didn't make nachos? You just ate No, I just egg? poured it into a bowl and ate it. I was getting it everywhere. And then I cooked an entire box of pierogies when I was still hungry. Jesus Christ. I don't do this very often, though. That's just true. I'm just the enabler. Hey, he's eating baked Coast Tito's. Those are better than unbaked. <laughs> Rip off his hand, closing the door right here. Sydney runs into uh, the re- camera van, the reporter van. See, he should have realized the delay beforehand. You fool. Get the van! Get the fuck out of there! I'm sorry, Kenny! Oh, you didn't have to die. Uh, and this was also... That was also trimmed. There was more of a hold on Kenny's expression. I never... I never realized that he says, the door. Mine! Hold the door! Hold the door! Aww. Oops, she got stabbed. Hodor. Hodor. They, uh, yeah, pretty much Hodor did just die. The Hodor of this movie just got killed. Nah, uh, he's not the Hodor, because Hodor was actually useful. <laughs> I know a handicapped kid should have walked into him to stop the villain. Instead of Hodor, it's fucking nachos. <laughs> Ooh, the nacho man. Hoagie. <laughs> Hoagie. 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 People running in heels always make me laugh. And, like, Courtney Cox trying not to bust her goddamn ankle. Tell you, build up calf strength right there. Calves. Ah, oh, lens flare. This is the person you want kicking in the door when bad guys are near. If he can kick it in. <laughs> with that uh, hulking man body of his. <laughs> well, good mean, thing they left the door open for him so he didn't have to try and kick it in. I mean, it was... Met, it was Obviously, it was written for more of a muscle-bound dude. Rather than a kind of lean guy that David... Rather than a world heavyweight champion of professional wrestling. <laughs> well, at that point, it became sports entertainment. Sports Even, entertainment. There is a difference between the two people. Yeah, we're not going to get into the details right now because we'll just get angry. We'll do that in the Ready to Rumble commentary. Oh my god, I am so ready to do that. Bomb. Got got a Blu-ray of that? I gotta find it. What? Is there even a Blu-ray of Ready to Rumble? I don't know. I gotta find it. Of course you didn't do what Dewey told. The one the one good idea Dewey had. Lock yourself in the van. Yeah, and then call for, call for help. Or lock yourself in the police car. I mean, this would freak you out. I mean, does you, your cameraman's gone, blood's all over the van. And she just leaves Dewey there. <laughs> no, no Ray to run on Blu-ray. Fuck. Get on DVD though. For like two dollars at the thrift store. <laughs> Ninety-nine if cents. That, they probably give it away. They probably use it as a coaster. Oh, 
And the bloody windshield. Like, what is that? Thinking it's like, like, ooh, she's probably thinking it's like condensation or something like that. Red condensation. <laughs> he would not fall forward. He would go backwards. He'd go off the van. Yeah. And I and I, I give a lot of credit to the stunt man to be able to do this. And to just hang there like that. Oh! oh. And it didn't hurt. I do that all the time. <laughs> I could do that. Up. Oh! George, Boom. George, watch out for that tree! She wasn't wearing a seatbelt. She'd be dead right now. Uh, 1095. What? Look, ready to run for for uh, DVD? 1095. Used. Used. Oh God. Ugh, has, has the bed movie craze full? Has the bed movie well gone that deep? <laughs> the bed movie pit. Oh my God. That's like coming back out the other end. <laughs> I wonder whose bicep it is on the cover that's that, that's holding them there. Probably. No, I want to say Goldberg, but. I, don't know. I was gonna say Randy Scott Steiner. Uh, Scott Steiner. Scott Steiner, Billy Graham wannabe. Hulk Hogan, Billy Graham wannabe. Well, yeah, everybody wanted to be a Billy, Billy Graham. Graham. Anyway, we're talking about old school wrestlers by now. We're not talking about Scream. This part always freaked me out. Like, all right, you have don't have the keys, but he does. She never saw the Terminator. Like, you could break that fucking key lock apart. But does that work? What? Does that work like breaking I don't know. Like, we saw it. It was in a movie. It has to be real. Yeah, but also we've seen movies where... Uh, there was a movie called The Final Deletia. That has to be real, too. If only that was finally deleted. <laughs> if only they would finally be deleted from the world. <laughs> I was telling Dakota about that. Like, that, that his heart, his character says delete, delete. And it's uh, Doctor Who characters do that every now and then. So we got a kick out of that. As he slinks into the car. He just happens to go into every freaking vehicle and house that does not squeak. Does not squeak, does not creak. It's been perfectly oiled. <laughs> All the hinges have been lubricated perfectly in every door he opens. And no, and he doesn't creak either. Like The he, weight of him climbing into the car doesn't make the shocks freaking right. Like, the, uh -huh. That car happens to have no shocks. It's just completely solid. At this point, I think, like... He's too hilarious here. What? Oh, yeah. Nice little continuity, because, like, Stu's covered in sweat, because he's probably been wearing the costume. Like, you just ripped off the costume before he came back. <laughs> he did it! No, I didn't! He did it! I'm surprised he didn't blow both of them away. Just to say, like, ah, self-defense. He's telling him to go away. It's Stu's house. You've got to go away. Yeah. house and of course since Stu knows it's his house he goes to like a back door that's the worst falling down the stairs <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. Not really, but like that's all right. If you want to say you bleed like a stuck pig, that's a bit. Bleeding like a sliced pig. 
Like sliced bacon instead of skewered pork. <laughs> We all go a little mad. Oh, and the big reveal. We all go a little mad sometimes. Ow! Oh! I think when I first saw this, I thought it was Billy the whole time. Really? Yeah, I had no idea who it could have been. When I, like, then again, I was like six when I saw this, so... Because my step-siblings were messing with me a bit. At least the ones that saw it. They were messing with me a bit. Like, they, didn't wanna, so? they didn't want to give it away. Oh, really? They didn't want to give it... They didn't want to spoil like, well, it like, like, how, how were they messing with you? Well, no, just like... Like, I think it's this, and they're like, oh, you, you think? Really? Like, trying to fool me. Right. Surprise, Sydney. And this is a break from Slash Norm, because he's usually just one killer rather than two. What's a mess, and he looks like he's seen a ghost. Yeah, I have a little bit of a mental breakdown here, too. Yeah, right. God, guess I'm gonna die. We already did that. Buka, you die. Buka, you die. You get it right. You die. <laughs> well, that's a bit you of a die. You die. You die. You die. If he dies, he dies. I he dies. That. That's what this movie needed. needed Ivan Drago. I need more. Well, this, yeah, more Ivan Drago. Like I like Dolph Lundgren as Dewey. As Ivan Dewey. <laughs> Ivan Dewey. He does steroids instead just... of ice cream. <laughs> he's just shooting up he's these just eyes, a, He's just licking a needle instead of an ice cream cone. <laughs> what? Up oh, now, it's time for Revelation Theater. We got going on here. Ivan Drago couldn't be the killer. Whatever he hits, he destroys. <laughs> but, uh, but well, he the, killed uh, Apollo Creed, so yeah, he's the killer. He is. He is a murderer. Sharon Stone, another '90s reference. Yep. Basic instinct. I rewatched that recently, and like, it is silly at times, but I love. Paul Verhoeven movies, so I, 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 it's, I can't be too objective when it comes to him. And I do find that funny that it was probably one of the most paused moments in VHS history is when oh, yeah. she crosses her legs. And that's that he went to do Showgirls. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, we should cover that one day. Ooh. I mean, how hilarious would that be if we didn't have to talk about all the senseless nudity that's in that movie? Oh, and the wonderfully brutal rape scene. Yeah, we were watching that when I was like ten when it came on TV. I'm like, wow, this is pretty. Uh, what what station did that come on? Cinemax. Oh, okay. That was when we had Cinemax here in the house I'm at now. When uh, I lived in it the first time. Oh, what was it like? Um, NC17, and it was one of the biggest NC17 movies because like everybody rents it on video. Hey. I, think it was, I think it was like Passion of the Christ of its day, where it got sold on the controversy alone. That's true. I, it's uh, something that's like, oh my god, so insane, so crazy, you gotta go see it. Because it like it did crap. Um, I want to say everyone thing. thought it was shit. Joe girls. Yeah, I mean, like I'm saying, it was. I'm talking about like box office wise. It wasn't like it didn't do no. It didn't, didn't do gangbusters on in the cinema. It got so much attention. Anyway, it is a crap movie. It is silly, and like 
And Paul Verhoeven apologizes for killing what's-her-name's career. Elizabeth Berkeley. Yeah. And he takes responsibility for that, which I, like, I commend, but, like... Eh, Saved by the Bell would have... Being typecast of Saved by the Bell would have done it anyway. And then there's, uh, as Stewie, uh, Stewie, wow. Well. Stewie. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Sydney, you slept back. I'm hug. going to kill, kill you. you that your father, and that's why Lois left me, because your father fucked my... She got away, damn you! <laughs> I think this is scarier than actually any of the murders, that these two are just stabbing each other. Watching them fucking destroy each other. Yeah, but this is also... <laughs> I can see this being a hardcore match in ECW. Oh, yeah. No, in uh, CZ Combat Zone Wrestling. Oh, my God, you're right. It's a scream match. They fucking stab each other with a knife, literally. No, it'd have to be fluorescent light tubes they have to stab each other with. They'll throw each other off the roof into fluorescent light tubes like they did. <laughs> I love watching that video, because then right there in the front, there's just some fat, ugly guy that just throws his arms up. Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> like, that's what that caters to. And it literally was, like, at the top of a barn in the middle of nowhere, because no state athletic commission would ever license that. <laughs> I'm surprised the state that athletic commission uh, allowed ECW to continue. Well, Paul Heyman was a, his father was a lawyer, so that's true. And they didn't do it all the time; just you know, enough. Yeah. Now, all right. Do you think that's a true statement? I think that's an extremely true statement. So do you I think, think that's one of the truest of true statements there is out there. I think if you're going to go out and do something, you're already kind of fucked up to begin with. So do you think movies are responsible for people's actions like that, though? No. So, like, 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 what's, uh, I, forget, I forget the fucker's name, the guy who uh, blamed Grand Theft Auto, who always tried to get Grand Theft Auto pulled from uh, video game shelves every time a new one came out, believed that... Joe Lieberman, was it? No. No. I think it was I Tom know. something, but anyway... Like he believed that Grand Theft Auto was ruining the youth of America, and that like led to senseless violence uh, amongst the youth. Uh, and no, I think the six o'clock news showing you know mur- cop shootings and murders and bombings in other countries constantly, I, constantly every night of the week. I think I think that's more damaging. I was watching the eleven o'clock news the end of the night when, uh, well, as of this, uh, as of this commentary track, since we live in the New York area, there was a uh, some crazy homeless guy living in his car. Stabbed a cop in the face and got shot like 18 times, and they're showing it on the freaking news. As well as two bombings, one in New Jersey and one in Chelsea as well. Yeah. Well, that was just a few days later, uh, right. as of yesterday. But, I mean, they show this shit, and, like, it's full. They'll show internet They'll show like internet videos of people getting, you know, cops shooting people and stuff. People you, wonder, you, you wonder if the, the uh, world, uh, the news probably should have learned from Vietnam that maybe we should have not. Uh, use discretion when it came to showing what's on could be go to air and everything. I, see, uh, I, I don't know. We are going off a tangent here, but, but like, okay. but, like that's something that's brought up in West Kramer's New Nightmare when they say like, when the doctors ask uh, Heather Lennonkamp like, how does your son? Does you do you allow your son to watch your movies? Like every kid in America knows who Freddy Krueger is. He's like Santa Claus. He doesn't have to watch the movie to know it and stuff like that. The movies do not dictate the actions of the people. I look at Jeffrey Dahmer as the best example. He had, out of all the crazy serial killers, he had the most normal upbringing, and he was just fascinated with death and 
Filthy urge to kill people and fuck them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he like Bundy and eat him. <laughs> Bundy fucked up uh, family. Uh, Gene like, fucked up family. Uh, Gacy, he had a kind of screwed up uh, upbringing as well. Nothing you couldn't really recover from. No, Gacy, Gacy was probably the most recoverable of all of them. Yeah, could overcome it. And I love this moment when Sydney kind of turns the tables on him and calls these two these two goons as Matthew Lutz slowly dying because they've cut themselves too deep because they're morons and learned everything from movies. Dying here, man. And one of my favorite ad libs in all of movie history is coming up in a few seconds. I'm gonna be so mad at me. No, it's not that. Oh, uh, no, 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 when Billy uh, takes the phone back from him. When he hits him in the head. You hit me in the fucking phone. Because you're supposed to place it on his shoulder, but it slipped out of his hand and clocked him. And that was, <laughs> and that was just Matt Lillard's genuine re- reaction right here. Right here. <laughs> didn't look like he was trying to place it on his shoulder it looked like he threw it <laughs> when your pre-workout kicks in yeah right <laughs> I'm tearing it up at the gym <laughs> my mommy is going to be so mad at me now he's covered in feathers uh, you really cocked up this situation that's for sure you got blood and feathers uh, who still had feather pillow, genuine feather pillows by this point? Uh, Isn't that gone the wayside by cotton? Um, cotton really replaced. F- well, we already had, we didn't have enough our cotton fill in this, so we only had them in one scene. So that's why we have cotton back in the sequels. Fucking asshole! <laughs> oh, a little bit of trivia here: Skeeter Rich had open heart surgery and has a little like wire hanging out of his chest. And that moment where the stunt person hit him with the umbrella the second time, hit him in the heart. Heart, and that's a genuine reaction with him going down. Even though he was padded, the the stunt person somehow missed both paddings and hit him right there. Ow! So that's a right hook for you. Yeah. Oh. Uh, the Mike Goldberg. It is all over. Throws the TV on his head. TV kills, you know? Ow! Oh! You're on TV! Can't really do that with the plaza screen TV anymore. No, no, it would just fall on you and be like, ouch! Yeah. Why'd you do that? It's kind of like the video that I saw on the internet where like a guy's working out and a cat goes behind his flat screen TV. And since he was not paying attention to the flat screen scene, he goes off the stand and clocks him in the head as he's like doing like crunches. <laughs> Fucking cat. <laughs> oh my god, that was a hurt. Shot then clocked to the face like that. Say hi to your mother. Ow! As Sydney puts her finger in his wound. That's what she said. Ah, he got fingered instead of her. It was in the shoulder. Uh, uh, uh. That must have sucked being that bloodied up for hours on end. Yeah. That shit does not come off easily, so you have to really scrub to get it off you in the shower. You scrub so hard, you start bleeding for real. Ah, Scrub with a Brillo pad. Pumice stone. Steel wool. 
Ow. Like roughest grade steel wool. <laughs> Remember the safety time? That's a you bastard. Up, oh, we got we got we got to have our one last jump scare. Don't worry, guys. <laughs> Careful. Here's when the supposedly dead killer comes back for life for one last scare. Headshot. Jeez. I would have unloaded the magazine just to be. Oh God! You kidding me? I would have unloaded the magazine and broke it over his head. <laughs> Pistol whipped into the. Well, not to death because he's already, already dead. dead pistol, but... whipped him, pistol whipped him. Pistol whipped him till until he was liquefied. Yep, it's kind of like Cincy, like when he's just pummeling yellow bastard into uh, the floorboards. Hey, Dewey's still alive. You know he's supposed to die originally in the script. Yeah, this was done on like the last day of filming, I think. Yeah, and it really does look just kind of shoehorned in there. Now that we're watching this, yeah, because they because as I fall apart here. Because they got they loved him and his character so much that they shot they shot two ways they shot once with him not reacting they're just laying there, and they did another take with him reacting with it so like, to choose which one and then apparently at the at the premiere Wes Craven told him like oh you lived and he's like oh cool. As now the big crane shot is the turns away as Gail's talking about like alright let's do let's do another take of that as the sun rises and the film comes to a close Aww. but hold on ah! directed by Wes Craven so now it's nearly 20 years since the, the first screening of it how do you still feel about the movie well I feel fine because I grew up during it, during mm -hmm. the 90s, but I could I could see this being a hard pill to swallow for younger people. How so? Just with all the, the, uh, the dated environments, how the, how the use of it, of cell phones that only a few people have being That becomes a plot point at this point. Like, it's, it, if, if it's something that's going to be dated as part of the plot, you're already kind of fucked when you make your movie. If your uh, movie is dependent on the technology of the day, you're kind of... Like the net? Oh, God, like Mission Impossible. It took me like 20 years to... Well, actually, no, this year will be 20 years. It took me like 10 years to fully understand the plot of Mission Impossible. The first one, you mean? The first one. Okay. Because it was so steeped in like pre-consumer pre internet. Yeah. It was just all like chat rooms and everything like it that. It was all chat rooms and, and discussion boards and alt.net boards. And, and not, not traditional like, uh, search engines and everything like that. When you couldn't go to, like, ZooTube365.com and watch a woman blow a horse. <laughs> you know, th those days. I, I the dark that, ages. I was say, you've, you've done the, that? The dark, dark ages. Before the empire. Known Before, as the the, <laughs> Before the horse blowing. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's been, like I said, it's been nearly 20 years since I've seen this movie. And I still love it. I still have a great enjoyment of it. And it's still in my top five favorite horror movies that I could put on any time. Yes, I still love it. I, I, I still... It, it's in, very enjoyable. The mystery, if anything, is what will hook you. Yeah. And, trying to find out who the killer is. And, like, the the discussions we're having, like, all right, who you think is in the costume now and stuff like that, it, it warns repeating yes, viewings and, what, yes, and discussions. Yes, when you see it, when you, once you find out... It, um. Replay value is high because you want to sit there and figure out how they did it because it's very engaging, very engrossing. Oh, yeah. So, 
I hope everybody's enjoyed this commentary right now. We hope like, you've had a nice time tonight. Yeah, and dealing our, with our our this little podcast. Do you have any final thoughts you want to talk about? Um, it's better to burn out than fade away. All right. Hope everybody's enjoyed this podcast. Never buy sushi from a vending machine. Is that life experience talking? No, that's just general advice. Okay. <laughs> uh, I hope everybody's enjoyed this podcast of uh, Anything Goes, the Scream commentary. Uh, Mike, you don't want people to follow you, do you? Um, no. I, they have minimal social media presence. So if you want, and, if, and you want to hear my voice again, just listen to everything else we've done. Yeah, okay. Um, and, wa- and watch our movies that we do. I'm in them, too. Of course. Tim invites me to be in them at the last minute when everyone else bails on him and stands him up. But I don't because I'm reliable. And I love you for that. I know. And since like you're talking about our videos, if you want to follow me on social media, you can follow me on Twitter at Timothy Rooney 2 my Instagram at tbrooney1012, and my YouTube page, uh, Through the Lens Productions, where our latest short film, Deleted, is up, and as well as a teaser trailer for our next short, uh, Dead Love. And I'm also doing vlogs and other, other videos that I'm doing uh, weekly. And, of course, follow this podcast on SoundCloud.com. And Mike, thank you again for taking part of this. Are we ever going to like archive these on YouTube, like podcasts and stuff? We I, talk I've, about done, that I, I've done a few of those. It just takes a lot, a while to like. Just you just put up like a still image of like your logo and just archive like the. I feel the podcasts, maybe not the commentary tracks, because that's a little harder to do. Yeah, or or try it, see how it works. Like cause I, I've done a few of them up and stuff like that, and they do get views. So okay. I, I guess I guess I should do more of that. It'd be interesting if you see who who views them all the way through. Yeah, just puts them on, listens for two minutes, and then turns it off. Yeah, and then use that as a reference for doing. That goes on their thing and goes. I just listened to this awful podcast. Share blog, blog, tweet. I mean, as long as if they're talking about it, that's a good thing. I'd rather that than nothing else. Yeah, but anyway, I hope everybody's enjoyed this podcast commentary of Scream. Uh, continue listening to this podcast throughout the month of October, where other horror movies will be taking place, as well as my uh, vlogs. I'll be talking about all kinds of other horror movies. So. Mike, thank you again for taking part of this. You're welcome. Thanks for having me, buddy. All right. Hope everybody's enjoyed this, and we'll talk to you soon.